Hey, New City, this is Nate Claiborne, and I'm here today with our senior pastor, Damian Sheeter. We're here to talk about the new sermon series for this fall, Whole Life, Whole Love. That's right. It's good to be with you, Damian. Yep, it's good to be with you. Yeah. So uh, just to kind of get into the background of this series, what, why this series now? Yeah, well, the most straightforward answer is every fall we do a, a vision or a mission series, mm-hmm. but we can always explore it from different, ang- different angles. So I can still answer your question, why whole life, whole love? Basically, I think right now I get this sense that all of us can use a refresher on engaging in the age-old need of every disciple, and that is to take a life audit of where we're not loving God with our whole lives or our whole selves. It's always a struggle, but right now, 2020 is has been a doozy. I mean, it's been a doozy five months now. It's, that's, that's it. Oh, that's sorry, everyone. That's uh, five months is about the, the amount of time we've really been in the thick of it with COVID. Yeah. But it, it feels to me like a lot longer. It feels like I'm in a time warp. Not to mention those of us who live in America, which I'm assuming that we don't have a huge crowd listening that's not in America right, right now. Right. That means all of us are experiencing a presidential election cycle. Mm-hmm. When you put all of those things together... It can, get, it can be easy to get lost. And where are my affections? What is crowding my heart? What is crowding my mind? What are my biggest fears? So we thought, let's just go and make it really simple and look at what Jesus says the greatest commandment is. Okay. So you say like the, the focus of the series is greatest commandment, and we're going to look at that from different angles. We're going to yeah. look at that through... Yeah, I'm actually excited about the way that we're doing it. Because in Mark, Matthew, Mark, and Luke... Every time Jesus gives a certain version of the great commandment, it's in a slightly different situation, and he does it uh, slightly differently. So, for example, in Matthew, that's where he says it's the, the greatest commandment, right? And in Mark, that's whenever he leads off with the Shema. And then in Luke, he does something different. And in John, he, he doesn't even talk about this in the same language. But we're actually going to see a different angle of the same thing in each gospel. And then are we, are we proceeding canonically? You would say, are we going, are we going Matthew, Mark, Luke, John? Yeah, that's right. Boom, boom, boom. Exactly. In that order for that reason. Okay. Why not do it in order? Okay. So as we're, as we're going through looking at the greatest commandment as it shows up in each of the gospels, what do you most want the people of new city to believe or do as a result of this particular series? Yeah. Well, the simple answer about to believe would be to believe that following Jesus truly is and can be a whole life endeavor. It doesn't have to be, and it shouldn't be compartmentalized to so-called spiritual parts of your Mm -hmm. life. So that's what I want us to believe. But I think that belief will lead to certain behaviors. And particularly, I would love for all of us, me included, to reflect a little bit on our media consumption habits, because those things are shaping what we love. They're shaping what is taking up uh, our hearts and minds. They're shaping how we view our neighbor. They're shaping how we view our fellow citizens and so on. So I would love for all of us to take a true look, not just a shrug and a, yeah, I probably watch too much news or yeah, I'm probably on social media too much, but a true audit, uh, IRS style right? Guilty until proven innocent. I want everyone to realize that all of us are guilty of of over-media consumption at some level. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, I would love for all of us to audit our inflammatory or harsh language. 
the ways in which we find ourselves because of fear, because of discouragement, because of all types of things, where are we inflaming our language about our lives, either how good they are, how bad they are, or how good or how bad someone else's life is. So our inflammatory use of language. And then also, where are we, especially right now, numbing out with food and entertainment? Those are three areas that I plan to come back to a number of times whenever I'm preaching. I'm going to hit those from a bunch of different angles, yes. sermon to sermon. Exactly, exactly. In fact, so I'll, I'll mention this every week, but Jesus, whenever he says we should love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, all of our strength, that word in Greek is halos, which means what, it's where we get the word whole. So it's, it's whole in the sense of comprehensive, in all totality. So um, whenever, whenever we do that, Whenever we explore that, we, it could be overwhelming. Like, what am I supposed to do as a preacher in terms of application? I, I, it's limitless. But to your first question, where do I feel God leading me to reflect in my own life? And how might that be true for everyone else? Yeah. What well, kind of dovetails into the next question I have? And I know we can kind of we can bounce back and forth between yeah. these. But as we think about... Um, the shape of the series, what the focus of the series is, what our hope for the series is. Can you think of anything right off that are going to be resistances that people may experience? And I know you'll address those Mm -hmm. as you're preaching, but um, maybe just as people are listening to it now, before we really even get into the series, you can kind of point out some of the things that you think may be barriers. Yeah, it's a really great question. Mm, The first thing that comes to my mind is fear. So fear of a couple of things. One fear of change because there are things in our lives that we have a general sense that they're not helping us, that they're keeping us far from God, that they are making our relationships more challenging than they need to be. But nevertheless, to actually dig in and admit them, look at them and address them, that can be scary. It can be scary. It's sort of like whenever, um, a person in their household budget financially may have maybe off for a few months in terms of keeping up with it. And you're just not quite sure where things are. And then the fear, the longer you go, uh, the more there's fear of, well, what happens when I sit down and really reconcile Mm -hmm. my spending with my budget categories? Uh, That could be terrifying. At some point, I'm going to have to check my At some point, I'm going to have to do this. And right now I'm just sort of living, hoping that I can keep getting by. But really, It's the fear in that, using that as a metaphor and how that can apply to anything in our life. It's the fear of seeing what reality actually is, but then maybe it's also the fear of what it might mean to change, what it might mean to live in a different way. Uh, And so that, that could apply to all types of things. So I think fear, and really it's a fear of loss or a fear of failure or a fear of change in general. I think another thing that is a resistance is pragmatism. And what I mean by that is for most of us, I'm assuming our life, our life is basically working. And if we can just keep getting by, then we can just, again, keep the same. So it's sort of pragmatic. Mm -hmm. Another way to say it is, gosh, you know, there are areas in my life where to really zoom in on what Jesus might have to say about it, not only will I have to change, but, but the reality is, is it's just not pragmatic. It just doesn't make sense for Jesus to show up in uh, my particular workplace or my uh, workout plan or my diet plan or, you know, we're really good, I think, in our tradition of 
yes, finances, yes, prayer, yes, all the spiritual stuff, maybe some relationships. But there are a lot of ways in which I think we just live pragmatically by compartmentalizing our life. So I think that's one other potential resistance. And then the last thing I would say is right now, my sense is there's an overall discouragement. I mean, some when we experience, as I already mentioned, 2020, but let's be honest, this, this experience of, of 2020 and all the constraints that is put on our lives in various ways, sometimes what that does is just put a magnifying glass on things that weren't, weren't going well already. Mm-hmm. And so it, it inflames things that we were already discouraged by. And I, when I'm discouraged, when I'm really discouraged, I lose motivation in almost every area of my life. And to imagine being discouraged and coming into a sermon series where we're talking about the greatest commandment being loving God with everything that we have and loving our neighbor as ourself, it could be easy from the discouraged heart to say, yeah, that sounds nice, but that's not really for me. That sounds nice, but I'm not sure I have the motivation to do that. That sounds nice, but I'm not sure I have the energy to put forward. And so those are three things that I think of off the top that could be discouraging. Yeah, it makes me think, I mean, we're in some ways we're still in the thick of a pandemic. In other ways, we've seen a lot of resuming of normal life here in, in mm-hmm. Florida. Yeah. I was um, I was just noticing earlier today that on the news, not that I watch the news, but I'm at the gym doing my cardio <laughs> and it's just up there and so I can't look away. But talking about New Jersey just now resuming in-person, inside dining at 25% capacity. And mm-hmm. I was just thinking like, man, so for people in that state, it's been five solid months that, wild. that facet of normal life is just off the table. Yeah. No pun intended, but yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> Very but nice. Just the, it's the enduring stress that we're all experiencing over these past few months just makes changing difficult. I mean, change is difficult no matter what, right. but as we're in this sort of ser- season of ongoing stress. Um, but to your point, I think this is also maybe a great time to explore some of these things because so many things are changing. It yeah. makes it easier to, really take a close look, really pause, adjust. I mean, we're, we're mm-hmm. in some ways we're one of the things that's most back to normal is we're getting back to our rhythm. School yeah. is starting that's up right. and that kind of, that's a lot of people tied to that one way or another. Um, so even as we still are wearing masks and still following protocols, at least this level of normalcy. And a lot of times, I don't know, I, I try to start up new routines in the fall cause my life is kind of based around mm-hmm. the school schedule. So maybe a lot of, People listening, a lot of people at New City are in similar boats for one reason or another. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I agree with that. I do think, to your point about New Jersey as an example, it is wild to think about that. But there are, of course, things that all of us love, even here in Florida, that we still don't get to take advantage of in the way that we are always used, that we've been used to. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the examples would be at least at New City, we have not been gathering together inside. Yeah. So we've been meeting since July 12th outside, but we that's about 100 to 120 people at the most. Mm-hmm. And that's wonderful, but we still are wearing masks. Uh, we still are keeping physical distance as we're talking to each other for a few short minutes before we all melt uh, after the, yeah. the service. There's no lingering. There's no lingering. There, there are lots of ways in which it is a true joy. It's, it's amazing. And yet it's sort of a reminder of 
the fact that things are still a little different. So I would imagine people listening, that's true. We are going back to school, but school's different. Mm-hmm. We are experiencing the fall, but where's our where's our football? Where's our sports? And we had a little bit here with the NBA still mm-hmm. yeah. and, and the bubble. Uh, I think I heard you say recently on a podcast, joking with Mike Allen, that it's so close, but so far away, right? It's here right. in Orlando, yeah. but it's so far away. So there are all of these these wild things. So yes... I think it is a great time to do it because we're getting back into some new, some of our older rhythms. And nevertheless, even if some of the things that we are are experiencing in our normal rhythms are showing us that things still aren't quite back to normal, that this is the it's the perfect time. It's the perfect time. Yeah. Well, in some ways, this is uh, as I'm just thinking about it now. Um, this series feels like a good bookend to reset for renewal. Mm. So we, we were doing yeah. that at the very beginning of the summer, kind of as stay at home orders are lifted and things are sort of moving back to normal. And now here at the end of summer, beginning of fall, you know, we reset for renewal. And now this is one way that you can really be pursuing renewal is really examining how you are following the greatest commandment. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it because it's hard to imagine renewal, like real substantive renewal that doesn't permeate your entire life. Mm. When you, that's what I thought of when you said that it really, you're right. It does, it does fit nicely and maybe God has been preparing us. In fact, for this sermon series as the, the capstone of this season. Uh, One thing I want to mention about reset for renewal, for example, is what are the lasting, what are some of the lasting practices that that people are still engaging from Reset for Renewal. Mm-hmm. There could be a number of them because people usually pray at home and I'm not always with them, so I, I don't know. But one thing that's been very public that continues to happen is as we've gathered at 1045, and usually the outdoor service goes on Sunday morning for about an hour. So as people are leaving and packing up at noon, all of a sudden a number of alarms will will sound from cell phones. Mm. And it's because people have continued to set their alarms to pray at noon. And so I know, for example, at, here at the office, yeah. uh, when we're together, <clears throat> the same thing happens. And I think what's powerful about that is when we start praying at times throughout the day on a regular basis, if our practice was in the morning, that's fantastic. But that's the, that's the same experience. Whereas if I'm praying at noon, I've experienced a lot of life, you know, disappointments in the morning, frustrations, joys, sorrows, conflicts, conversations. And so now I'm praying at noon, for example, in different times of day, and I'm asking God maybe to show up in different parts of my life that I'm used to praying for. And so again, this is me responding to, you know, I hadn't thought about that, that connection of reset for renewal. And then this series ending the summer and going into the fall. But I really do hope God uses it like that. Yeah. Well, I hope so too. And it's been good chatting with you. I feel like I've got a better feel. I mean, even speaking to someone on staff, I kind of haven't been in some of the conversations about yeah. the shape of the series. I feel like I've got a better feel for what are we doing for September and then kind of the heads up on the things that you're thinking that we should be reexamining. And so that's good. Kind of gets I'm us glad. a little more excited for, I mean, not that we're not excited anyways, you know. Oh, totally. People... 
people are amped. Yeah. And to be able to be in person in yeah. another week or so. I yeah. mean, in person indoors, mm-hmm. almost, That's right. almost back to normal. Yeah. Still not quite, but it's going to, it's going to feel a lot closer to normal. I think to your point. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I am too. I'll be there bright, well, bright and early. Good. Well, I look forward to seeing all of you who are listening. Um, on the 13th will be the first opportunity, September 13th. Yep. All right. Well, it's good. Good to be with you. Yep, we'll see you, you on the 13th. I'll see you sooner than that, but we'll see you. But you everyone. definitely will see me on the 13th. I'll definitely see you on the 13th. All right. Thanks, Nate. Okay.